Warning. The following show contains material that may not be suitable for children, Bible thumpers, or conservatives. Do not attempt to recreate any of the stories from the show as this may result in harm or anal tears. Viewer discretion is advised. Oh my god. Uh, Jesus. Something don't work. And things about to be. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. What was I doing? You guys didn't you didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. I was just vibing out in my room. Let's just move on. Let's forget about that. It did not happen. Anyways, actually, y'all bitches should know. Bitch can sing. No, she can't. No, I can't. But I hope you guys all enjoyed the performance. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We gotta do it. Wait. What is up, my fellow homos and fucker? <laughs> What is up? What is good? I hope you guys have been having an amazing, absolutely, lootly, dootly, amazing week. My week. Because it's about, it's about me. It's not about you bitches. It's about me. I'm just kidding. It's always about you guys. I love you. This week, life update, because nobody asked for it. But of course, I'm just gonna... I always like to give things to people that they never asked for, you know? Like a baby, um, an STI. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, my opinion. Definitely my opinion. Um, but anyways, in saying all of that and asking for the life update that nobody really asked for, my childhood house that we have been working day and night to clean out because no offense to my my lovely grandma bitch you were such a fucking hoarder she had all these dvds movies all this stuff that we had never even known that she had and i think the funniest thing in digging through all my grandma's stuff was i, I found out this bitch was kinky uh, i was like okay she had like pages and pages of sexual jokes like dirty dirty sexual jokes and she also had dick stick lipstick oh my god that's the name that's a fucking tongue twister for you basically we're moving all of this stuff out we have the garage sale blah 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 we actually did not do too bad we are not too bad we luckily had a family friend that came to help us uh shout out to kimberly bitch if you're listening you are the only reason that we sold anything i'm just letting you know but we're moving and another exciting thing about this week is i actually got reached out to by two different companies and i was like okay resume okay okay i'm into that i'm into uh so double penetration interviews i'm okay with that and the first interview i had it and you know it was good like appropriate questions everything like that but it wasn't the interview where i was just like wow like i need to be here it was more kind of like i need to be here because i need money you know it maybe it's the inner millennial in me that's saying the vibes were just not it the vibes were just not it but it was still a very good interview and i would still take it you know if everything kind of was aligning with that like if that is the direction that life wanted me to go in then i would go with it you know maybe i'd end up loving it and then i had the second interview and you know i don't know if you're anything like me but i really don't like interviews 
you know, like I love meeting new people, but the certain questions that they ask you really kind of dictate how that interview is going to go. If they start asking you bogus questions like, so tell me a little bit about yourself, which I'm fine doing. But when I'm doing that kind of question, I never want it to be the same thing that those recruiters have heard 50,000, you know, other times. I want it to be something that's unique and original to me. You know, I think in that setting, I usually just try my best. I put on a good smile. I try to look cute, hopefully, and stretch that as far as that will go. Uh, so probably not very far. But what happened is I'm getting ready for the second interview. And you know, at this point, I was like, fuck it. I know what the interview process is supposed to be like. I know you're supposed to be answering these questions perfectly, you know, and you're supposed to respond in a way that every single recruiter or future employer is going to want to hear. But you're hiring me. So you're going to get the original. You're going to get the OG bitch. So basically we get up on there and we are just, we're immediately connecting with each other. We're having a beautiful conversation and it took five minutes to realize that that was the company that life was going to take me. I mean, I hope it all works out. It's not set in stone yet. It's definitely not set in stone. I definitely hope it works out, but that interview ended up being 45 minutes long and that was a lot of it just us talking, laughing, smiling, just having really good conversation. Basically to sum that interview up, I kind of stopped the interview and I was just like, I want to be very genuinely honest with you right now. Like I've had a lot of interviews specifically with, you know, trying to find a job. And this was just a very pleasant, enjoyable experience. Like I really did enjoy having our conversation with each other. Hopefully I'll hear something back. Of course though, guys, if something doesn't work out, like say this job didn't work out, so fucking what? I know definitely a couple years ago, I would have been freaking out and I would have gotten so hard on myself. But in complete honesty, if the job doesn't work out, yeah, I'll be bummed. But then I'll be like, okay, that's fine. Take it as a blessing. Because guess what? That's just life. Well, if you have a positive attitude and you're not some little fucking whiny ass bitch, if you have a positive attitude, you'll be looking back and you'll be like, oh, fuck. Thank God. The universe. God, Jesus, Gandhi, I, Allah, I don't fucking give a fuck. Thank you for leading me in a better direction for a better opportunity. So thank you, bitch. But basically, that's that's kind of the sum up of of that. Like, that's kind of where my head's been. It's coming to the end of this chapter. It is crazy because I just feel like it's this whole journey that I've been through within my own life. That's just chapter one. And I feel like I'm going to be moving on to chapter two. And I'm so excited. I really do feel like I'm in a very good place in my life right now. I have the best fucking friends. Like, I don't know if it's the fucking weed or shrooms, but I am so grateful for the people that I get to call my friends, my chosen family. And I can say wholeheartedly, whole, <laughs> I can say wholeheartedly that if one of those people was taken out of the equation that is my life. I would not be at the place that I'm ready to be at. Being at the place where I am about to graduate college. On top of that, I was able to come back and help my family sell their house and get it on the market. And I'm moving back to Seattle. I'm moving back to the city, which has been a dream of mine for two years now. I'm moving back with goals, good mindset, a good philosophy, everything. Did it take a long time to finally be able to get to that place? Yeah. Was it worth it? 100%. I'm so grateful for how everything did turn out. And 
like again I owe it to my friends and I owe it to my family and I think I do want to give a little bit of a shout out for for my friends and I don't know if they're ever going to listen but the person that I want to start off with first is my bitch my lover the woman that I'll probably have children with in 20 years whatever who's counting uh (laughs) sorry to her significant other if he's listening but I want to say thank you for what you did for me and that was you taught me you taught me how to have goals you taught me to work hard. Anybody that doesn't know this person, she is a human computer. This woman takes 25 credits at UW at a time, full-time, works, does multiple internships, all this other shit, does research. She does all this stuff and maintains a very high and prominent social life. I don't know how she does it, but I'm happy that I know somebody just like her because it allows me to aspire to just even hit 1% of the woman that she is. She's amazing. Ellie, I absolutely love you. Period. <laughs> okay. And Julian, you fucking know who you are, you little bitch. There was the situation, and I don't even talk about it that much, and maybe I'll go off about it in a later episode, but there was a time where I was living in Seattle, and I had met this bitch, and we instantly connected. I remember we would go to Gasworks Park every single week with a bottle of that wine that has the foot on it. And don't be hating. When you're depressed and you need to have a a fucking real life conversation and you need to act like that main character, that $5 fucking bottle of wine will get you through shit. So when I was living in Seattle, I was in a very unfortunate situation where I flunked out of college 100 fucking percent. I flunked those fucking classes. I was taking accounting at the time in calculus and I had lost my job and I had nowhere to go. I ran out of money. I did not know what to do. So what happened was I'm freaking out. I can't go back home to my actual biological mom or anything like that. I can't move in with my grandparents at the time. I didn't know what to do. And when I needed somebody, he was there and he vouched for me. He told his mom, you know, that I was a good person and that I'd be a good tenant. And she rented that place to me for 300 bucks a month. And that included everything, food, utilities. Well, it didn't include food, but I kind of made it include food. (laughs) There was a lot of fights that year, but I got to move in. And basically that was the place I stayed for a year where I was able to rebuild myself mentally, physically, and emotionally. Where I look back at that now and I'm like, if I would have never met you, I would have been fucked. Like, let's be honest, I would have been fucked. I had nowhere to go. And out of nowhere, you came, you know, you came into my life and you helped me. And that's a debt that I don't even know if I'll ever be able to repay that. Maybe, hopefully, one day. But I know when I get to the place I want to in my life, I know I'm going to be able to look at you and your family. And I'm just going to look at you guys and, you know, I'll probably be all emotional and shit, whatever. But I'll just say thank you. The most sincerest thank you that this world has ever had to offer. Fuck, that was poetic as fuck. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Buy my book. Honestly, maybe I should... Anyways, next bitch. Savvy, Savvy G, Savannah, you are my bitch, my holy bitch, and my only bitch. (laughs) You changed the way I thought about life and myself and people 
in this world. You gave me my humor. You are the funniest bitch I've ever met in my entire life. I remember in high school, because we've been friends since high school, I remember when I was just having the worst days of my life, and I would just not even call you. I would just come to your house sobbing, and... You would just hold me and love me and fill me with something that I really hadn't experienced a lot of, and that was compassion, and that was love, and that was understanding, and I can comfortably say that without you, I would have been a bitchin' mess, and for that, I say thank you, and I love you, bitch, and guys, a lot of the, a lot of the different voices that you've ever heard me say, that is... That is a part of my friends that I have heard and I have just adopted. And so I think I can do a good, really good impression of Savannah. <coughs> you got me fucked up. Like, uh, this bitch is hilarious. I don't know. She <laughs> she once looked at a dude and was like, that dude looks like he jerks off in a tortilla. Like, the fuck? <laughs> God. This bitch is brutal too. She will she will fuck your feelings and laugh and not even give a fuck. And she will make that other person in the end laugh at what she said at the person's expense. It, it, it's a gift. It's it is a true gift. I want to thank Anna. That was the woman that I was staying with when I had to move back up to Seattle. I don't even need to go on and on about this, but you are the mother that I always wanted. You are the most unjudgmental person I've ever met. You were the very first person that truly embraced me and encouraged me to be whatever the fuck I wanted and act however dumb I want or gay I want or anything. You allow people to blossom. You <laughs> Deflowering. You, you make people lose their virginity, baby. But you are a mother, but you are a mother to all. Anybody who's ever come into contact with you, you just have a way of connecting with people that sometimes their own mothers haven't been able to connect with them. And that is a rare skill and it's a beautiful skill. And I absolutely love you. Words could try to extend to a greater magnitude of how fortunate and happy and thankful you are for a person. But the more words you say, it just it downplays it when you can just sum it up to thank you. So I know you can't see me, but I look at you and I hope you're listening and I say thank you. Next fucking victim, <laughs> Logan, bitch. I'm going to speak about Logan. Logan, I've talked to you about this so many times, but I'm going to say this again in front of a couple hundred people. I am my fabulous faggot self because of you. I am like, I scream it from the rooftops. I am the biggest fag you'll ever fucking meet in your entire life. But I remember you met me at a point in my life where I was so ashamed to say that. I was so ashamed to say that every single day I woke up, I prayed, please take the gay away. I would always get in debates that if I could take a pill to turn me straight, I would take it. I would pay as much money that is in my bank account to be straight. It's all that I wanted. It's all that I dreamt about everything. But you met me and you finally allowed me to see a path that was designed for me. You allowed me to be happy with who I am as a gay, openly man. I owe that all to you. I thank you for being that influence that really did change the way that I look at myself, that I look at myself as a proud homosexual. <laughs> and I just, I really do hope that sometimes 
when you think of me at night when you're like jerking off um (laughs) that you you really do know how every single time i look at you i'm so thankful this one goes out to my fucking amazing ass bitchin ass good ass aunt Rhonda. so anybody that doesn't know my aunt it was a very weird rough start in my life with having a relationship with this individual you know me and my sister we were prohibited from ever seeing my aunt or her family like we did not have a relationship we had a horrible representation of her because of what my family would say about her and it really sucked and it took until i was 21 years old and moving back with my grandpa to help take care of him and help renovate this house it took 21 years to finally have a relationship that I fucking love that bitch. You are, again, you're a mother. And I even told you this, you know, one night when I was just, you know, feeling extra mushy, mushy and emoshi, mushy. You were also just a motherly influence and you really believe in me. But you, I've seen, I've seen so much growth even from you since we started having a relationship. Like you've helped me grow, but I really feel like I've helped you grow. And that's the most beautiful relationship that you can have with somebody is where both of you guys are growing. You are growing from each other. I definitely think that I allowed her to be a lot more open-minded. Specifically, I mean, she's listening to every single episode that I've ever come out with. You gotta be open-minded for that shit, especially if you're a straight woman. You gotta be open, open and loose. And, And the final thing I'll just say about this amazing woman is you are one of the most hardest workers I have ever met in my entire life. This woman by herself, pretty much, and a little bit of help, you know, from, you know, me lifting shit and painting shit. This woman has managed to renovate a whole entire fucking house, get it ready for sale, done all the paperwork, managed two households, helping and supporting me. That is something that I don't know if I will ever be able to work that hard. But that kind of hard work is from straight passion because of how much she loves every single one of the people that she is helping do that for. So in saying that, I absolutely love you. Thank you so fucking much for being a baddie. Okay, everybody, you you gotta save. You gotta save some of the best for last, okay? Okay, that voice was brought to you by Sophie. Sophie, you bitch no this bitch talks i like i have copied so much of the stuff that she said so basically let me give you a good representation of the kind of conversations that i'll have with this with sophie this will be one of them get ready okay one two three honey like i just don't know what you're doing like why aren't you doing this like i don't know It is the funniest shit I've ever fucking heard in my entire life. Like, you could literally... She could get famous just off of her voice. You know, you'll be having conversations and she'll just be like, Honey, baby, that is not for me. Uh, Like, what the fuck? And she'll do this thing with her, her arms. And it's so fucking funny. And, oh my gosh. Basically, you taught me the importance of being educated. And you taught me that when you love somebody and you care about them, you need to be able to understand them and you need to educate yourself so you can better understand them. And I'm so happy I met you because you really did force me to wake the fuck up 
and be educated about different communities and what they're going through and their struggles and the beauty within those communities. You also just taught me that you are always learning. You are always fucking learning. And the second that you stop learning, you are doing yourself and you are doing society a huge injustice. You are a bad bitch and you don't even need to say that because you already fucking know. I don't know what you're going to do with your life. I hope that I get to see it till the very end. And I hope that I am lucky as fuck to be able to continue being in your life. But I am so excited to see what you do in 10 years. I think you're going to even surprise yourself. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Now... The last part and the last person that I want to give a shout out to is my dear friend, Kat. (laughs) I have so much to say about this individual, which is so weird because I've only known this person since March 22nd of this past year. And I remember I met this individual and this was kind of at the point where I just wasn't really trying to meet anybody. I was just kind of like, you know, I have my friends. I really don't have any more space in my life or in my heart to add somebody. But luckily for her and how tiny she is, she just slipped right in there. So luckily for her, she she slipped right through the fucking crack. She just, she was the perfect size. She's not small. She's fun size. And she's going to fucking kill me after she listens to this. But in talking about this story, I think the very first time that me and this individual really truly connected is, I mean, we were, I mean, we're hanging out with mutual friends and stuff like that, but the friendship was just, it was a mutual friendship. It was nothing more than just kind of like, Oh my God. Hi. Like, how are you? But The moment that it got a little bit deeper and when the story turns completely beautiful is when the story turns into a vulnerable story. And I remember coming to Seattle and usually the person I spend the night with just wasn't available. So I was like, well, fuck, I'm already in the city. Like, I don't want to have to drive back home. And she offered her place and I was like, fuck it. Like, I was like, dope. Why not? And I just remember we were hanging out. It was good vibes all around, all good vibes. And I just remember we went up to her rooftop and we just started smoking, smoked a joint and we were just looking over the city. And I just looked at her and I was like, you know what? Like overall, I'm very impressed with you. You know, she had just moved to the city. She was doing it all on her own. She's only 19 And she's doing the job thing. She's very successful at it. She's meeting a bunch of cool people. She's having adventures that you would literally look at on her Instagram story. And you'd just be like, this is a crazy wild bitch that is living her best life. But I just look at her and I'm like, I'm genuinely very much impressed by you. When I was 19 years old, like I did not have my head on my shoulders the way that you do. You're really taking the city by the fucking balls and literally just fucking like pulling them like two inches apart. I just look at her and I'm like, I'm genuinely very impressed by you, you know, but then we started smoking and FYI, anybody that's listening, nothing brings two people together closer and as quickly as discussing trauma. If you ever want to know how to make friends with somebody as quick as possible, talk about the trauma and try to find a correlation and how you guys both have experienced the same kind of trauma So when we're on this rooftop, we're talking about our past trauma and we were, it was like looking through a mirror glass. A lot of the same things that I had been through, she had been through. And 
it got so fucked up and it, the dark humor was alive that day. The devil was alive at that point. We start trying to outdo each other of like the fucked up shit that had happened to us as kids. She was like, oh yeah, well guess what? And then she would tell me the shit and I'd be like, oh yeah, guess fucking what? Guys, we were on that rooftop for two fucking hours doing this. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I did win, mic drop baby, but it was so fun. And after that night, we like talked to each other and we're like, that really just bonded us. It's so funny now looking back because it was such a slow progression of a friendship, but it really blossomed into something organic, fun, and it's awesome. But the reason I'm talking about this individual is she proves that it doesn't matter how big or how small you are, you dictate on being a bad bitch based off of your mentality. This individual, this person, this lady, kind of showed me that you never should close yourself off to meeting new people and trying to establish new connections because you're going to miss out on a lot of great opportunities in your life if you do that. So when having this conversation, I think it's really important to talk about the friendships that maybe didn't last. And that's a really hard concept for a lot of people to grasp. What if you met this person and you thought that this friend was going to be in your life for the rest of your life? You dreamt about what it's going to be like growing old with them. You just thought about all the trips you'd be taking to make it nose and just be fucking like taking body shots off of a stripper and like doing foreskin shots. Like you just thought you'd be doing like blow off of a nun's titties. Like what? Like all that good shit, but it didn't work out. And this is what I like to tell every single person that is ever having this issue of dealing with the fact that they lost somebody. They lost a friend and it was either two people that just grew apart from each other or it was people that had a big massive blow up with each other. Whatever the case might be, this is what I always like to tell people just to help them understand it a little bit better and what I've come to terms with with my older age and what I've been able to learn. So here it is. So lubricate those goddamn fucking ears. Always like I fucking say, lubricate those ears. If you aren't lubricating those ears, you aren't doing it right. When somebody enters your life, they are either there for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And you need to be appreciative for every single one of those kind of friends. It doesn't matter if they're just there for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And you have to remember what you learned from every single one of those people. You know, and there's going to be a lot of people that come in and out of your life. And believe me, they're going to come a lot. There, There's so many times they're going to come so many times in your life and that's fine. Don't get depressed about it. Don't get sad about it. That is just, that is growing up. That is the shit that they don't fucking tell you in high school because no fucking teacher is like, Hey, I want to let you know that you're going to have over the course of your life. You're probably going to have over, well over a hundred people that come in and out of your life. But guess what? You don't get to keep all of them, but all those hundred people that you met helped you get to the place that you wanted to be. And are the reason that you are the way that you are. So why am I telling you this? Why is this of any vital importance? Well, I think it's because I just spent however long we've been talking, you know, talking about how much I love 
the people that are in my life, but I think it's also worth having a conversation about what about the people that aren't in your life? Well, like I said before, somebody that comes into your life is there for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And one of the biggest pieces of advice that I've told people is what happens when you feel a friendship that's dying and you don't know what to do and you feel like you can't do anything? What do you do? You do nothing. But the best way that I can describe as to why you don't say anything is because it's not, it's going to end. It's inevitable that that friendship is going to die and you deep down know it, but you just don't want to face the music and you don't want to acknowledge it. So you keep pushing it. You keep asking, you keep calling out. And that's usually when something blows up. The person's angry, they're mad. But what I like to say in this situation that I've told many of my other friends is you don't do anything because think about it, that fire that you had with each other, that fire that's been warm, it's been hot, it's elegant, it starts to die. Every time that you call them out for not being there or they're being passive or they're being distant for whatever reason, you are adding a wet piece of wood to that fire. And soon that fire is just going to die out and it's going to be smoky. It's going to be gross. It's going to smell like shit. But what if in this situation you knew something was ending? a friendship was ending. What do you do? Well, what I do is instead of adding wet pieces of fucking wood to a fire like a dumb bitch, you enjoy that fire as it dies down. You enjoy those last embers that are burning. You soak in all of that. You remember the color, the texture, the warmth, the the way that it made you feel. You enjoy it. And when it dies, you get to remember it for the rest of your life and how happy it made you. And that is the best situation that can come from that. So if you are ever in a situation where you know a friendship is dying and you just don't want to admit it to yourself, enjoy it for what it is. Enjoy it. Spend those last moments with them. Remember the lessons you learned from them and how they influenced your life. Now, in continuing this conversation, I did have a friend where this happened. And this was a friend that I thought that I was going to be friends with till the day that I died. And God, it, it definitely was not fun and it, and it was a roller coaster of emotions, but I knew about a year before the friendship ended that it was it was dying. I couldn't explain it and I lied to myself and I tried as hard as I could to further that friendship, but I knew that that fire was dying. We put some wet wood on the fire a couple times, but then after a while I stopped and I knew what was happening and I finally had come to realize and be able to acknowledge what was happening so that I was just able to enjoy every single second of the fire and the embers and when it died i wasn't sad in the way that you know you are angry i was sad in the fact that yes that friendship did not continue but i learned so much from that person they influenced me as much as any one of these people that i have just talked about there is no bad mouthing there is nothing this individual is amazing they will do great things with their life and i don't know there's the question again that i brought up of of, well, was that friend a reason, a season, or a lifetime? Some nights I think about it, and I do think that that was a lifetime friend. Now you're probably thinking, wait, then why aren't you guys talking? Well, in life, and the thing that you learn is some people just need time apart. They need to grow. Usually when that happens, two people are just not where they want to be in life and not being in a good place and a steady and a secure place in their life. They just can't be good friends to each other. And that's fine. That's understandable. That is okay. But you never talk shit and you never badmouth them. 
forever. Some people just need time apart to grow with somebody that is a lifetime friend. When both people are in the place of their life that they want to be, the universe or the world or God or what fucking ever has a weird way of making them bump into each other. So in saying all of this, I am so happy about this episode. I think this just peers at a reminder that you always need to be appreciative to the people around you and you need to let them know what they are in your life because sometimes they don't know and maybe they just need to hear it. For the people that I didn't specifically list, if you are listening, don't think for one goddamn fucking second that you're not important and you are not loved in my life. That just means that I'm having the complete pleasure of still getting to know you. A challenge this week that I give to anybody is don't text call somebody or actually FaceTime them or meet them in person and tell them how much you love them and tell them how thankful that you are because don't just say I fucking love you because everybody fucking hears that and it's so fucking passive. Say how they have influenced your life. So leave a review, leave that five star, all that good shit. Tell your friends, tell your homophobic family members. Again, I always love getting their death threats. I I hang them up on my wall and it, it just pushes me. It just pushes me. But Have an amazing week, and I will see you guys later.